pica pica. Get, get, get. Get over here. Do a barrel roll. Waluigi. I'm a chocobo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of 8 Bits, the podcast where myself and Robert Anderson talk about video games that were turned into movies, and everyone hates them, and we're going to find out why. Uh, Previously, previously on um, 8 Bits, we discussed uh, Super Mario Brothers, um, uh, the first video game adaptation, just kind of by the way, how, how time works. Um, and then we moved on to, uh, Tomb Raider, a little bit bigger of a franchise that had a little bit more of a, uh, film adaptation life to it. Now we are coming on to a very topical one. We, uh, while the, the first Tomb Raider film did come out before the first Mortal Kombat film, we swapped them because we wanted to be able to cover, uh, the new Mortal Kombat 2021 that just released, um, a couple days ago at the time of this recording. And uh, we did that. And since we had a little bit of extra time to get into, to, to research Mortal Kombat, I myself kind of uh, jumped in and did a lot of uh, video game playing and uh, watched, we watched the movies. Uh, Robbie, myself, Robbie, hi. Hi. Robbie and myself also kind of uh, wandered into the lesser known uh, aspects of the Mortal Kombat film adaptation lore. Uh, and then we saw the new movie, and we're going to get into all of that right now on this episode of Eight Bits. Eight Bits. Eight Bits. Just a quick heads tell up. Me, to, tell me what uh, you think. Uh, well, first off, the, the first thought that's always on my mind whenever talking about Mortal Kombat is um, the short film Burrow, nominated for an Academy Award this year, fucks. Always, um, always on your mind. Always. Yeah. It's, a, it's an insane masterpiece. A uh, lot of similarities in Burrow to Mortal Kombat as well, so mm-hmm. it makes sense that I would draw that conclusion. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, starting off, general thoughts on Mortal Kombat. Uh, fun game. I used to play it uh, mainly arcade. I was more of a uh, Killer Instinct Tekken guy uh even like clay fighter um mm-hmm. when it came to the fighty game super smash brothers of course like that's that almost feels like a thing that's on its own uh its own plateau of fighting games it's just such a different thing uh i uh like mortal kombat just fine uh as a video game series i had never really played it after probably 2003 uh, and recently I played 9 and 10. Uh, tried to get to 11, just didn't have enough time. Um, but I know that those were the ones where it's like, oh, this new kind of story mode building on like these stories of these characters and stuff. Uh, that's where it kind of came from. So I wanted to kind of know what 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 was, you know, what kind of tools were already on the shelf from previous installments that this new movie could mess around with. And uh, generally... Uh, really like the games. I think 9 is everything you want a Mortal Kombat game to be. I think 10 is really cool. The graphics are great. It's an interesting story. It kind of changes things up. It introduces new characters, new spins on older characters. Really cool. I hear 11 just kind of continues that road, and it's kind of maybe a mixture 
of the things that were really great about nine and the things that were great about 10. Um, I apologize that I wasn't able to fulfill my completionist ability. I did a lot of Mortal Kombat though. And um, quite frankly, I'm a little over Mortal Kombat right now. I'm psyched to talk about it because it's <laughs> what it's all been building up to. But I'm, I'm very happy, uh, much like Tomb Raider last time, which I think is going to be a thing that we're going <laughs> to... It's gonna keep we're gonna happening. Be done. We're gonna be done. We're gonna be like I'm gonna we're be done, done with video yeah. games for a little bit. But what what what's uh what's your relationship with um the MK? So with the MK games, I'm not like the most well versed in. Uh, I have played them. My my probably like deepest Mortal Kombat uh time was uh there was a place me and my family would go to for Italian dinner and pizza called Pizza Village. And they also oh, had Pizza Village. Games. Yeah, I played Mortal Pizza Kombat Village there. Pizza Village and Hopewell Junction. So I would play Mortal Kombat there. I really liked the uh, the robot characters with the dreadlocks. Uh, they were my favorite because they kind of looked like Power Rangers. And then, of course, you see a Scorpio, you see a Sub-Zero, and you're like, I'm I'm seven. This is cool. So I remember, you know, having a really good time playing that in the, in the Simpsons uh, beat-em-up game with my dad. Oh, yeah, uh, baby. So that was good. And then so and then since then, it's kind of been a long break. I mean, uh, Mortal Kombat is one of those things that are kind of in the cultural ether, you know? Like, you kind of, like, understand what Mortal Kombat is just from, like, if you're kind of a nerd and kind of adjacent to video games, you kind of just, like, have absorbed some Mortal Kombat osmosis. Um, the game's never quite been for me. Uh, me as an adult and as a video gamer, I'm not really huge into uh 2d fighters i'm a really big smash player i've fallen off a little bit with ultimate but i used to go to tournaments for melee and i used to uh um, cool and i have 500 hours or more logged in the newest smash brothers game and i'm a little cool. bit of a wi-fi warrior try to get my rank up try to get that elite gsp we'll see cool um so yeah i really like that and you know i really have a lot of respect for the fighting game uh community and i think that's kind of the interesting thing about mortal kombat is that for most of the games, it seems like Mortal Kombat was kind of, like, not heralded as, like, the most competitive fighting game. But recently, it's it's really competitive. Uh, NetherRealm has done a really good job with Injustice and also MK in the newer games by making them, like, competitive fighting games. They can go to tournaments like EVO and have these, like, huge audiences and be very technical. But, like, all really good fighting games, and Smash is not different than this... Um, there's kind of two audiences for them, right? And I think that's really the interesting thing about Mortal Kombat and comes into the movies as well and why the movies are, like, a little divisive and then sometimes very, like, uh, the great unifier in some ways. Because with these fighting games, like, they're good They're good party games. You can pick them up and button mash and have a good time. And then there's also, like, a really high-tier technical aspect of people who, like, love the games mechanically and how you how you fight in these games. So I always think that's very interesting, and I think it kind of relays to the Mortal Kombat movies and the narrative, and like, you know, the newest Mortal Kombat movie we're not talking about just yet, we're going to get there, but it's a little divisive, and I think because Mortal Kombat has a lot of, like, its fan base is splintered, like any good fighting game community, where, you know, I think some people have grown up with this franchise for their whole lives and really love the story, I think there are people who have grown up with this franchise their whole lives and really love the gameplay, and... And they're never really at odds with each other, but they are a little different, right? They're not always, like, the same. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my two cents on Mortal Kombat. Uh, the games. Uh, great call out to Pizza Village. <laughs> everything else, though? I haven't thought kind about it. Everything else I kind of <laughs> really, like, disagree with. No, no, no. You're. That's kind of what it is. It is interesting that, and that's kind of why, you know, we've said before... 
8 bits the entire point of the name is not just the you know the the connection with bits and stuff like that in earlier video games but that we're going to pick 8 and it was very hard to kind of pick which 8 we wanted to hit because yeah. there's obviously video game series that have been adapted into movies that we really want to talk about but we wanted to at least in this first initial 8 and that we might eventually do another series and cover some more later on down the road um is we wanted to try and cover all the different types of stuff. We wanted to do some RPGing. We wanted to do some open world. We wanted to do, you know, uh, like older, just like platform stuff. We wanted to do a fighting game. And Mortal Kombat really is the game that kind of, if not created, really kind of perfected what we think about when we're like thinking about like competitive games and fight games. And it's it, it like really kind of grew from the arcade world, which is where a lot of these older games kind of grow from. It's how they get such ma massive popularity back in the late 80s and early 90s when most people couldn't really afford like home gaming systems. They would go to their pizza village and that's where they would play video games. Yeah. Um, so it is interesting that Mortal Kombat has been able to stick around for so long and be kind of changed and have all these different uh, iterations of itself, the game. And that's cool like that's uh it's neat that they just keep kind of building on and building on all of these characters and all and adding new characters and changing characters it's it's interesting i think that that's the most interesting thing that any adaptation whether it's a a sequelization game or a reboot game or an adapt a film adaptation or tv show adaptation changing things up a little bit is what's exciting because if i want to see the original i'll just play the game you know yeah I think with me and like what I'm trying to what I hope I have a more concrete like vernacular for by the time we end the series or get to the get to the numero ocho of the series is how these adaptations uh, handle adapting satisfying gameplay into cinema. And like, you know, so like in a game like Tomb Raider, especially like the newer ones, the satisfying parts of the game, it's like, yeah, the narrative is there. But the narrative is there to string you to these satisfying moments climbing something shooting something there's very few things that are as satisfying as laura like having her little pickaxe thing and then jamming it into a rock and then climbing like these feel good tactically and then fighting games are very much like that where it's like you know like the thing about mortal Kombat that i think when you think about the games that really resonate with you as a player is like hitting a combo doing these things yeah. like these yeah. things are satisfying they feel good and there's that's kind of a more easier transfer to film right because action sequences totally. kind of can be that it's you know? it there is a uh a built-in um uh building and releasing of tension in every single fight and you have two to three fights per actual like um combat you know because it's two out of three and each one has its own built up kind of tension and you get the release at the end of like you won. All right. Round two, you know, and it, you keep doing that all throughout the game. And that's how movies work. It's building tension and releasing tension and just kind of keeping that balance to keep people engaged and not over stimulated. And that's I agree. It's absolutely baked into the show. Uh, it's baked into like what what this thing is doing. Yeah, and I think that, you know, with, with the MK movies, it's a little bit easier. I'm curious when we get to other films how well they do or don't do that. You know, I think when you look at something like Assassin's Creed, it's just like, he jumped off a building into a haystack. And you he guys screamed like an eagle. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, yeah, but that's not like what my brain, 
like that's not what like the dopamine dopamine loop is doing in my brain when I play the game. You know, yes. like I do like jumping off and cacaing into a haystack. You have to cacao. but I also like you know free running and doing all that stuff. So can can the movies capture that essence? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know for the most part, like uh, like when we get to like the 1995 MK movie, like I think a lot of the fight scenes are incredibly satisfying and. You know, I'm not sure how video gamey they feel. I mean, let's get to sure. it. Like, that's yeah. I, I don't really have much more on video games that won't come up naturally as we're talking about everything else. Sure. Let's talk about the 1995 Mortal Kombat, which is um, a real baller, man. Uh, directed by Paul W. S. Anderson, who would later go on to make a pretty cool, however weird, Resident Evil movie, um, and then make some more of them. Did, um, did he make the Monster Hunter movie that came out this year too? Yeah, last year. Yeah. That movie's supposed to be fucking trash. Yeah, I mean, it looked like fucking trash, so... Did not look good. You no. know. A regular old spiral book of Saw, if you know what I mean. Uh, yay. Hey, now. The trailer for Monster Hunter did not looks look like, good. If it the looks like trash spiral. and smells like trash, guess what? Uh, it's probably trash. I like that trailer. That movie might suck, though. Bounce, 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 bounce. Um, uh, so, uh, Mortal Kombat 1995... Uh, rated PG-13 notoriously. Uh, I really like this movie. Um, it's not great, but this is going to definitely be something that we're going to talk about when we talk about Mortal Kombat 2021, which is, I'm not looking. And I know, like, look, I'm going to be that boy. I'm going I'm to get that bird shit. I'm yeah. not looking to have my mind fucking blown every time I watch a movie and 1995 Mortal Kombat is really kind of stuck in me nostalgic wise. And I think that that's where a lot of my positivity towards it comes from. But in rewatching it, I was just like nostalgia removed uh, my own personal nostalgia removed the nostalgic nature that's on display. That was, you know, not really maybe the movie's fault or maybe it was is that it's we, we I was talking about it. And it's very pulpy. There's there's yeah. this kind of just like. There's this time and place to the the style of acting, the look of the characters, the design of things. CGI really just hadn't they hadn't figured out how to do it just great yet. Like Jurassic Park had just happened the year before. So they probably weren't too aware of like all of that stuff or could afford it. So a lot of the things are done kind of uh, practically when they can be, which is always fun to see. It's always fun to see a nice, good mix of CGI and practicality in like these like early mid 90s uh, fairs. Uh, I think the first Mortal Kombat movie is a lot of fun. I think when it comes to trying to impress a story upon these characters of which up to that point, you really didn't have too much. You had a couple title cards on the arcade and video games where they were just like, Johnny Cage is an actor and he comes from Hollywood. Sub-Zero doesn't like Scorpion and Scorpion doesn't like Sub-Zero and Luke Kang came from a temple. Like you get these just very basic things where they're like, all right, let's flesh this out. And I think the idea of making like it's Luke Kang is your main protagonist with Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage kind of being the trio of heroes with Raiden being kind of like the wise mentor. That's how you do it. Um, casting wise, sure, whatever. I don't give a shit. Um, 
Yeah, I, don't know. I, I do like that the more, way they're supposed I, yeah, to. Right? They look the way that they did in the game. I do like that the new 2021 really diversifies a lot of people, um, which was one of the most exciting things about the movie. Not to be like that woke boy, but like it's really cool to see things that you're not used to seeing and a gigantic mishmash of people of color who are playing good guys and bad guys is engaging. It's cool um, seeing uh, Raiden not be white. It's cool. Because and, it kind of never really made sense that he was. <laughs> And it's cool seeing him be a dickhead. Like, I like it when Raiden's a yeah. dickhead, because Raiden is a dickhead. He's supposed to be a dickhead. Yeah. Uh, but your thoughts on Mortal Kombat? You had never seen it before. I grew up with this movie. I had it on VHS, uh, burned, uh, like, recorded copy that went right into Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So these were, like, a double feature for me almost all the time. And it's yeah. it's an insane roller coaster ride where the second movie is pretty much, you know, that that five to 10 minutes where you have to wait for the roller coaster to reset before you can get out. Like the fun's over, but now you have to wait for the roller coaster to like kind of slowly pull back in so you can get off and the next group can get on. That's annihilation to me. Uh, what would you think about the OG? The OG, uh, I ended up really liking it. Um, I think when I first started it, I was like, I like had time to watch some of it and it was after a long day and the first half an hour kind of put me to sleep. So I was like, eh, it's taken a while to get into what this movie is. I also had a lot of like, you know, cause the movie had, exi- you know, has existed for so long that the, you know, you never really hear, I never heard anyone say that nice of things about the first Mortal Kombat movie. It's always that the Mortal Kombat movies are some of the worst movies ever made. They're That's easy to always- dog on. Yeah, and so, like, that was always my perception of them. I was just like, oh, well, they're not good. Like, why would I watch them? Um, I always thought that the Mortal Kombat theme song is an all-time banger. Oh. An all-time banger. And I have listened to that many times. I, there was some weird period in high school where I, like, I think someone, like, remixed the song or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is my fucking shit. The I love this. Opening, the opening credits to Mortal Kombat is just, like, awe-inspiring. It's one of my big yes. critiques of the new of the new movie where I'm like... You just put it in there. It's 15 seconds. You just put it in there. It, it, it would get your audience it's weird. so vibed up to yeah. do whatever you want. Like, it, it, mm, go on, please. It's a missed opportunity, especially because that movie has good music. Um, but just it's missing that song. I also think the music in the original MK overall, I know that album went like double platinum or some shit. Like, it's a really cool like EDM record. Like it's, great it's EDM really, record, it's yeah. really cool. Um, it's good shit. Yeah. I vibed with it. I was very surprised like that it was PG thirteen because that was another thing too. I, my parents I thought would never let me watch it because I thought it was rated R because you know Mortal Kombat, the most violent video games ever, which the video games are, I mean pretty 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 violent. Um, but the movies are like honestly like tame even by like nineteen ninety five standards. Totally. You know, like. Yeah. I mean, I think that they were going for this is a big thing at the theater um, with the new Mortal Kombat is just like people are bringing their kids, their kids to go see it. And I'm just like, listen, and I'm talking kids. I'm talking like four year olds are going in there. And I'm like, listen, um, I don't think that you maybe understand what this is. Like there's moments of this movie that are like a horror movie, like. Yeah. We we show the spiral from the book of Saw, great title for a movie. We show the trailer for that before this. We show the trailer for In the Earth. We're showing rated R scary horror movie trailers before this because that's the crowd yeah. that, you know, it's very rare when we get to show like a big blockbuster rated R movie where we get to put rated R like art house movies that we're also showing, you know, because Spiral's an art house movie. Um, 
Yes. So, sorry, Spiral from the Book of Saw is an art house movie. It will it will be an art house movie. Is it an art house movie now or will it become an art house movie after it releases? Time will tell. Who knows? All movies become art house movies. <laughs> time will tell that. Time. that uh, <laughs> but it is like Mortal Kombat was like kids played it. Video games are for kids, especially back in 1995. Like that's yeah. the outlook of a studio. So the studios are going to be like, can't make this rated R. This is for children. Make it for 13-year-olds. Like, come on. They also, you know, it widens the, the money pool. Because you do exactly. have, like, you know, if kids are seeing it, you'll make more money. Um, but, yeah, that first Mortal Kombat movie, I, I ended up really enjoying. I think once they get to doing, like, the Mortal Kombat, the tournament, I was just like, yeah, I can watch this. This is fine. And it's yeah. cool. And uh, I really like the, I think the conclusion of that movie is really strong. Uh, I... <laughs> Was I, I texted you about it. I was just like, Scorpio is just like... Why do you keep like, calling him Scorpio? Scorp- Are you fucking is, with me? He's Scorpion. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Scorpion like, is kind what of are like, you doing? He kind of he sucks in the movie until, he's, until yeah. he doesn't suck, you know? Um, yeah, I like I mean, I that, like that, that I would, the fight scenes are in there. That wood sequence really is like legit. Like, that's like fun oh, stuff. Yeah, that, he's got the little... cool. And then... He's got the little bird head on it for some reason. You're like, all right, so whatever. Weird. And then it dies. Um, I I love his skeleton head. And now mm-hmm. that I've watched a few more things, I I like that the skeleton head's always there, but he it's an option. He's not always skeleton head. You know, he doesn't just, have to be. He doesn't well, have to be spooky. Much like the rest of us, Scorpion always has a skull underneath his face. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So he's but, uh, yeah. He takes it out to play every now and then. I also think the guy who plays uh, Liu Kang in the movie, um, Robin Chow, yeah, is, uh, is, gr- is really good. And uh, his final fight scene with Shang Tsung is like, is like good. It's like really good. Yeah. You know? So I, I vibe with it. Has good stunt work. It looks cool. Um, even if it's like a little bit like, hey, this is the set from like, uh, was it? Legends of the uh, the Hidden Temple for Nickelodeon kids. I'm fine with that. It looks yeah. cool. Like I vibe. Have you ever seen Beverly Hills Ninja with Chris Farley? I don't think so. I it might have been on at some point in my childhood, but I could not tell you. You need to watch that movie because it's like Mortal Kombat's 95, Mortal Kombat Annihilation is 97, and the same year in 97, Beverly Hills Ninja comes out, and uh, Robin Chow plays like the main like sidekick to Chris Farley. Like he's the one who's actually a ninja and is like trying to like, he's essentially like, um, I'm trying to think of like a good version of this, uh, like from old cartoons where you keep thinking that one person's very good at something, but it's because like the sidekick is helping out like behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, And, and like, that's him like actually trying to help things out. And it's really funny because it's just, it's really playing off of this is the guy that played Liu Kang. And now he's in a comedy kind of playing a funny version of himself. I like that. It's fun. That's good. Um, yeah, I really like the movie annihilation. Uh, didn't do it for me. Oh, I could really? see that if you if you grew up with it, it oh. could be more. Annihilation is is a masterpiece of filmmaking. Oh. This it's, is, an art, it's an art house movie. Yeah. It's an art house movie. If there <laughs> ever was one, it is that is it, Annihilation is like for all the dogging that a lot of these movies get of just video game adaptation films in general. Annihilation, I think, is one of the ones along with Super Mario Brothers that really kind of deserves the dogging. That you're just like this thing 
is a fucking nightmare. It, this thing is yeah. a mess. I can appreciate its like nightmarisms. I can appreciate how just of like holy fucking shit, it's this is the movie. Um it's it's like impressive how like how bad it is. But uh yeah, it didn't do it for me. It's funny how it's like I'd imagine they had they did they not have a bigger budget for this movie because they did the first they one did. Did they had well. a much bigger budget. Well, they put it in interesting It's all places. about who's in charge, man. Paul W. S. Anderson for all the weird shit that he's put out. The dude knows how to make a movie. He can make a movie. Yeah. Maybe the script's not there. Maybe the acting isn't as great as it needs to be. And you know, at the end of the day, the finished product. Maybe worth it, maybe not. But I think it's kind of inarguable that Paul W.S. Anderson is, knows how to direct and knows like what needs to go into making something have substance, whether or not that substance connects in the end with all the other things that go on in pre-production, production, and post-production and eventual release. Yeah. Like it's it, it it's a fun he he's got an amazing career too, where he's got some great movies in there. He's got some absolute bad movies in there. And overall, I think he just kind of levels out to average. Um, he's not one of those names that you just know. He unfortunately shares um, a first and last name of one of the most famous uh, directors working right now, Paul Thomas Anderson. So True. who goes by P.T. Anderson. So he gets his Paul W.S. Anderson. Gets a little confusing. There's a Wes Anderson out there. A Robert Anderson. He's not He's not out there. He's in here. He's in there? Okay. <laughs> he's in here. Uh, yeah, Annihilation, you know, is just, uh, I love watching this movie uh, because, again, I used to watch it all the time when I was a kid because I, yeah, even sure. as a kid, I was aware that this movie sucks. And it's hard to not because at the very beginning, you just get things like people somersaulting like 900 degrees towards each other. There's like 15 different cuts and then they land right in front of each other. Everyone's just, someone's brother. Everyone's someone's brother. Yeah. They really kind of mess. Again, I'm cool with messing with the characters' backstories and their relationships with one another, but they really fuck around with shit in this. Um, yeah. It's a wild, wild little movie. It has, it's, it's just, you're seeing a movie just completely go out of control. Um, and yet they're still yeah. filming it and editing it and showing it to you. And you're just like, like at any moment, you're expecting one of the actors to look at the camera and just be like, "Get me out of here!" Like, like, like talking directly to you. Like they're stuck in there. Yeah, I. You know, it was interesting to make Liu Kang the protagonist again. We talked a little bit about this off mic. It was, it was, it's an interesting choice to just do that because it's like he had his hero's arc. Like he learned what he needed to learn. So to make him the protagonist again is like weird. But then I feel like the movie tries to also make Raiden like the protagonist later in the movie because they give him so much like stories like oh the emperor is my brother and uh i'm james remmer the whole time mm -hmm. which is also strange to me it's very strange james remmer is a strange pick to replace <laughs> christopher lambert yeah their their raspy <laughs> voice his raspy voice in the last movie is like it's so wild called mortal what are you yeah what good. do you think you're doing here it's good stuff man <laughs> Uh, he, yeah, James Ramar, you know, um, it was funny, you know, he, the Warriors, he's an amazing character yeah. actor. He's in a lot of shit. You know, he's I the dad in, uh, on Dexter. I was gonna say, that's my main, like, thing that I've seen him in is that. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of funny to see this actor who's just kind of known for just kind of being these, like, smaller parts 
in these like ensemble pieces uh kind of just like have arguably like this kind of semi-protagonist role in this where he's replacing someone who is just so good at doing a specific thing that the character of Raiden in the movie just starts to get owned by Christopher Lambert from the first one. So then you're just like, it's not like he's playing, he's just playing a different take on the video game, but we already just saw someone create this new movie version of this. Yeah. You know, everybody's recast in this movie, except for um, Liu Kang Kang and Katana. Everyone else is recast. And it's it's so, it's so crazy. It's so crazy to, to have to recast everybody and make the movie take place right after the first one. It's insane. Because if, th- if you do like a time skip or something, that's when I think recasts can cannot feel as harsh. And maybe it felt a little bit harsher to me because I watch these movies back to motherfucking back. Yeah, so man. I was just like... The way. The way you must. Oh, oh man. Yeah, no, yes. I don't want to harp on Annihilation too much. Because it is what it is. Yeah. You know, I don't like I don't like trashing on movies, even if they're bad. Like it's fun to like mess around with, but you know, part of my thing is I like trying to understand what movies were trying to do. You can see what Mortal Kombat Annihilation was trying to do. And they just kinda they didn't have the talent and the steady hand to try and make something that's even passable like Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat is not a great movie. Uh, it's kind of hard to even argue it's a good movie, but it works. It works as what it's trying to do. And whether or not you like that is completely up to what your own tastes are and what your expectations are. Another thing that we will talk about when we start talking about the 2021 movie, your expectations do not affect a film's quality. You selfish piece of shit. But before we move on to that, let's talk about a couple fun things that maybe our listeners aren't familiar with, or if they're listening to the Mortal Kombat podcast, they might know all about it. Um, let's do yours first. You watched, uh, we, 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 we traded up on this. Uh, I was running out yeah. of time, so I didn't have another hour and a half to toss at something. I was running out of time, so I didn't have another however fucking long your things were. Uh, They're only like an hour, though, right? They're like an hour and a half. It's I watched okay. I watched Mortal Kombat Legacy, which involves like a seven minute uh, short film called Rebirth, which I had seen before, um, and then it includes Mortal Kombat Legacy, Mortal Kombat Legacy Two, which mm-hmm. are uh, TV shows, mini episodes that about go to about like an hour twenty, hour thirty minutes, and you watched. Yeah. I watched Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpions Revenge. Um, and let me tell you, dude, it's kind of fucking dope. Uh, it's on HBO Max. It's probably, honestly, it's probably the best of all the Mortal Kombat things I've watched this week, which is many. Um, it's directed by Ethan Spaulding. He uh, directed, he was a director on Avatar The Last Airbender. He was a producer on the Thundercats show that came to Netflix recently. Uh, he was a director on Mike Tyson's Mysteries, which is on Adult Swim. So he he knows that boy knows animation. He knows how to direct it. And uh, and you know me, I'm I'm a boy who also has a great appreciation for animation. But uh, dude, it's it's really good. Hour and twenty minutes. It's uh very similar to the 2021 movie. It starts off where um, Scorpion is is his Hanzo Hasashi uh, form. He is he is just just man. And he's chilling with his family, and then all of a sudden, the Sub Zero's clan um, comes and attacks the shit out of them. It's probably also the goriest, like the actual goriest, like MK movie 
that exists right now. Uh, it does a lot of, cause it came out, I think it came out in 2020. So it has a lot of the x-ray fatality stuff that you see in 10 and 11, right? Mm-hmm. Is that when they start doing the x-ray fatality or yeah. the x-ray moves? Yeah. So they do a lot of that to like pretty stunning effect. It's a little overused in my opinion, but it looks like kind of cool every time. So well, anyway. faithful to the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the, the fight scenes are really cool and the story. So it starts off from like, scorpion's perspective and it's all about him going to hell fighting his way out having to do mortal Kombat. the reveal that sub-zero did not actually kill his family it was um i forgot the character's name but the the um the, the leader of uh nether realm and yeah it's uh it's kind of really good i highly recommend it if you're into like mortal Kombat stuff or if you're not like us and totally burnt out on it uh it was a lot of fun to watch i really like the story and it was kind of a remix of the first movie uh, has a lot of references to the first movie and even the same voice of Goro is there too. And uh, there's a really good line where um, there's like a, a, if you go on like IMDb trivia, like trivia and like read stuff about the first MK movie, there's like a line where like the guy playing Johnny Cage, like there wasn't a lot of injuries on set, but there was one where he got like hit really hard in like, I think like the pelvic region or the kidney. And he was like pissing blood. And there's like a line where Johnny Cage in this movie gets kicked and he's like, Oh, I'm going to piss blood or something like that. And it's just like really cool nods that like having watched these movies back to back. Like I actually felt like I was in the know and I really dug it. And uh, yeah, dude, it's really good. It's not a masterpiece. None of these things are masterpieces, unfortunately, but uh, it's, it's cool. Like it's cool. I really dug it. I, I was very hyped on it when I watched it. Yeah, similarly, um, I want to check. I'm gonna check it out. Like that'll be maybe my exit from Mortal Kombat. Maybe yeah, I'll give HBO it a couple, Max, a little bit. Check it out. Um, Legacy is. Uh, I got a Blu-ray of Mortal Kombat uh, one and two, uh, Annihilation, um, uh, and then the, Mortal Kombat Legacy came with that, and I was like, oh, I remember hearing about this, and it was season one of Legacy. I watched it. Uh, it's essentially just like it's based off of a fan film called Mortal Kombat Rebirth, which kind of proposed the idea of like, what if we did Mortal Kombat, but in like the real world with kind of low budget, uh, kind of like genre technic- like technical workings and like ch- technical trappings. And if we really tried to ground everything, if we really tried yeah. to make it a little bit more grounded and uh, Warner Brothers picks it up. And they're like, make a show and you can make like each episode, like the length of the the short film, like seven to 10 minutes. And so each episode follows a different character. Sometimes there's two parters. Um, this was my first introduction. I hadn't played Mortal Kombat 10 yet. I would played Mortal Kombat 9, which alludes to the stuff between Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Um, and so this was my first kind of introduction to the revenge will they won't they of scorpion and sub-zero uh or scorpio and sub-zeron um you got it thank you and it's it was it's really cool uh there's a lot of heart put into it it's definitely low budget um some performances are pulled off uh tighter than others there's a lot of famous people all throughout they recast from time to time like in season two they do Legacy 2, which was available on Amazon. So, and I enjoyed Legacy so much that I was like, yeah, I'll watch this next one. Apparently, there was another, it ends on a huge cliffhanger in Legacy 2, um, like a huge cliffhanger. The entire point of season two builds to this moment. And then it's like 
to be continued. And they never made a season three. Apparently, they started shooting the first four episodes. Things fell apart. And, you know, this was back in 2013, 2014. It's not happening. Uh, So everybody's always clamoring to, like, give them, you know, give them, like, the million dollars they would need to be able to just, like, finish up those four, tighten it up and release them. Uh, Everybody thought that that's what um, apparently Mortal Kombat Legends was going to be because it was coming out before the movie. So everybody was kind of like, oh, is that going to be this thing? And then it was this animated movie. And they're like, oh, that's cool, too. Um, But they are good. Uh, Similarly to Legends, there's a lot of these movies in Mortal Kombat 2021. You can see that this is where they're getting a lot of their inspirations. There's a lot that's in the new Mortal Kombat that's from these games. But arguably, it's mainly tone and attitude um, because a lot of the stuff that's in Legacy is from the games. They just kind of twist it and turn it a little bit to make it a little bit more accessible. And I think that's the thing that both the original Mortal Kombat does that the new Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Legacy do, which is kind of twisting and turning the stories and backgrounds and events of these characters into a more accessible form, something that Mortal Kombat from the Book of Saw does not do. Yes. Mortal Kombat from the Book of Saw. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's... Having gone... Just, like, looking into MK in general, it's just crazy how much MK there is. There's a lot. 11 games to all these spinoff movies to just like, I mean, neither of us knew about this animated movie until a couple of days ago. Yeah. You, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, I think I'm going to check this out because I started and it looks cool. You said, oh yeah, I'm going to watch Mortal Kombat Legends. And I thought you were doing like a Scorpio Scorpion thing where I'm like, you mean Legacy? (laughs) And he was like, no, Legends. And I'm like, fuck, I don't have time to watch this. I'm all, I'm all booked up. Yeah. I don't blame you. Uh, I do. I do recommend it. I think you would watch it. Or if you still have like some trickling. You know, need to see more MK stuff. You would, you would enjoy yeah. it. Maybe on my birthday. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> have a real special birthday. Um, Just watch some MK. I have so I, I think you heavily recommend Legends. I heavily recommend Legacy. It's uh, yeah. you know you can find. I know for a fact uh, Rebirth the tra- the uh, the original fan film is on YouTube all over the place. Watch that if you like the feel of that. That's not canon. They kind of reset stuff uh, for the show yeah. itself proper. I know Legacy 2 is on Amazon. I think Legacy 1 is on Amazon, or you can just get it on Blu-ray for real I cheap. Think, I think they're on HBO Max, or at least some mix yeah. of them are. They are extremely cool and a lot of fun. I highly recommend, especially if you're a Mortal Kombat fan. Honestly, if you're a Mortal Kombat fan listening to this, you've probably already seen them. If you've only seen Legacy, which is a little bit more accessible, I recommend, and you're kind of on the... You know, on the fence about jumping into season two. I recommend it, man. There's a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool actors. They do some cool Liu Kang, uh, Kung Lao stuff, which is always fun. Um, but, you know, uh, let's let's jump into the, the big hot topic of uh, the day. Mortal Kombat 2021. Mm. Go. Divisive. Fight. Film. Fight. Uh, listen, Mike. Uh, you know, I don't want to sound like a fucking idiot. I like that movie a lot. I thought that movie was a lot of fun. I I think I think that the first and we talked about this yesterday. It's so not to steal your thunder, but the first hour of that movie is solid. Is solid yeah, through and through. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's like uh, I think there's some really smart writing in that movie to make 
MK lore accessible because it's fucking impenetrable otherwise. Um, I think that uh, a lot of people criticize the fight scenes in this movie and like maybe I'm losing my... I feel like I'm losing my touch on what a good fight scene is because I also like the fight scenes in uh, um, The Falcon and Winter Soldier excluding some of the later ones but for the, but a lot of people don't like those fight scenes either and like I'm like am I losing my touch because I think the fight scenes in this movie... Are cool, like, are cool, at the very with the, least. With the fight scenes, I mean, first, I agree with you that I think this movie is pretty cool. Um, I think that it starts out, actually, it starts out, like, masterful. The first ten minutes of this movie, I was the like, open. oh, shit. <clears throat> and <clears throat> then, and then the, the, the next, like, 40 minutes, every, like, every ten minutes, something happens where I'm like, uh-oh, guys, better be careful, and they knock it out of the park, and I'm just like, oh, cool keep cool keep going and then when the movie decides to actually slow itself down for a little bit before getting into the third act which it purposefully does it loot it lost a lot of the momentum for me and the momentum i think was what was really keeping me interested in the movie and so by the time we got to the third act i was kind of like all right like they just lost me a little bit it's still good um i think that i think it goes from i think it goes from masterful to great to good to like eh, to good and like that kind of evens out to like a pretty fun time um yeah i think it's so easy to just toss arguments out we were like it's inarguably a bad movie bro like look at it come on man it's laughable it's laughable bro (laughs) and it's like all right i guess so like you can you know that you can laugh at something and someone else can like it and that's like something that's even worth talking about or not i guess you don't have to at the end of the day it's a mortal Kombat movie it's not a big deal dude and that's the thing that i think a lot of people they think it's supposed to be a big deal when it's not you want good mortal Kombat stories and like entertainment play the games when they come out those kick ass it's a video game when they make an adaptation, they're making an adaptation. Things need to be changed to become more accessible, like I said before. But also they need to kind of just like do certain things that maybe don't line up with the game. Because also, if I want to watch that, I'll play the game. I don't. I like that they change certain things in this. And on the fighting style, I think that that is kind of part and parcel with the the expectations of things. There's this big thing going around right now that's been simmering for about a decade and now it seems to just become it has become like you know the Beatles are overrated kind of thing where it's just like uh, quick cutting and editing in fight scenes is bad that's stupid saying any specific type of style of editing is just bad is missing the entire um, scholarly context of how editing works and what framing and blocking on the day in production versus editing lighting color grading do in post-production you can just say you don't like the way it looks but it's very important that you say i don't like the way it looks not it's bad because that's that's like objective versus subjective like you're yeah yeah you know what i mean and i I, the 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 editing is quick but like i think it looks great i don't think it's that quick i mean when i when i have that criticism on things and I think about the Bourne movies, I think, you know, the quick cutting is not as important as the staging. I think the staging in, like, Batman Begins has some of these fight scenes as well. 
I think the staging is a little confusing because it's very close. It gets up. up it, that's quick. the born stuff. It's very close. Yeah. It's, it's in very there. Close up. It's yeah. And I know that. And they're trying to evoke this 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 feeling of like hand to hand close quarters claustrophobia. So like that's a stylistic choice. I'm done trying to be the bad guy about it. it it's mm-hmm. a choice that doesn't always jive with me. I think in this movie, I think the staging and the blocking is very good in the fight scenes. And I think that the cuts are, appro- I mean, appropriate. You know, good editing is when you don't really notice it. I-, I didn't really notice the editing as much in the fight scenes. I just thought the fight scenes, you know, were cool. You know, they, yeah. they put the camera in the right place. Like, when you have um, Scorpion, uh, when he's in man form, uh, like, fighting these guys with this, like, cool um, sword rope. Like, you focus on the sword rope. You see it going through people's heads and stuff. Like, that's what you're, I mean, that's where the camera's supposed to be. I don't fucking know, guys. I think, you know, uh, I do think some of the fight scenes could be in a little bit, like, better. And this is not across the board. It's some of them I wish were a little bit brighter or had better, like, ancillary lighting on set, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but, if, you know, that criticism really mostly lies in the uh, the Jax fight. Because I was just like, this is a little on the dark side, but I also, like, kind of vibe with the mood. Uh, I think my favorite part of the movie, hands down at every time Sub-Zero's fucking shit up. Uh, and they do a lot of really cool, like, like horror scenes with Sub-Zero, too, where he's just kind of, like, the fucking Terminator that shows up. And it's just like, guys, this is cool. This is cool. I don't know. And, like, I don't know. For me, as a newcomer to MK Storylines, uh, Mortal Kombat lore is not sacred to me. So this movie really drives with me, you know? Like, because it kind of, it remixes things in a way where I'm just like, Oh, I kind of get this more. Oh, I kind of vibe with this more. Character motivations make more sense. The world building in this movie is is like really it's really good. It's really good world building like from like a writing perspective, it's really strong. Like I don't really know what to say. This movie does a lot of really strong textbook stuff and follows a lot of really solid rules. Like I, I don't know. It's good, you know? Yeah, I this is one of those divisive movies that I'm really interested to like for it to be out for a little bit longer, for a lot more people to get to see it. I think it definitely helps to see it on a big screen. I mean, that might not be the yeah. case for everybody. But uh, the the things that people don't like about this movie, which I don't really know too much of because I haven't really read a lot of reviews. I haven't really seen a lot of stuff. You know, I've just been getting a general feel that it's kind of like a 60% don't like it, 40% are like, it's fun. Uh, I will say yeah. that the people that I have talked to uh, in person before I actually saw it. And they were like, oh, have you seen it yet? Because I am movie boy. Um, yes. And they know we're showing it at the theater. They're like, oh, have you seen it yet? I was like, no, I'm, I'm waiting because I'm recording this episode on it. I want to be nice and fresh on it. And I got to do a couple things beforehand. I'm I'm busy. Um, is that most of the people who just kind of like the games and like, like playing the games are like, that's fun. And then most yeah. of my, um, you know, adjusts glasses ever so slightly film study friends are like moves trash it's garbage and i'm like yep yeah you're right so is it good or bad and they're like what and it's like is it it's a trash garbage movie that's what it's a mortal Kombat movie what are you talking about yeah is so is it good or bad and they're like it's garbage it's trash and i'm like no yeah no i know that that's that's baked into the movie bro Yes, that's the genre. Is it good or bad, like, (laughs) trash? And they're like, oh, it's bad trash. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. And then I watch it, and I'm like, this is good trash. Like, this is is pulpy bullshit. None of this shit matters. No. They don't... 
these aren't real people. There aren't actual stakes involved in this. And quite frankly, I really don't want any. The fact that they put like specific stakes in for certain character arcs and everything, I'm like, thank you very much, movie. You did not have to do that. I appreciate it. But, um, you know, you can just you can let these guys just rip each other apart for a little bit more. And I mean, if my, my main criticism, I went into this movie, I didn't think I was going to like it. I thought it was going to be way too much fighting, uh, zero stakes or story. And it was going to be fun, entertaining to watch, but disinteresting. And I sure. actually got the opposite. I got more kind of stakes and story character building and not as much fights as I thought maybe I wanted. But I, what I did get was um, enjoyable uh, and entertaining and interesting from time to time. I, I can't really think of anything else that you would really want more from like what I call like a little garbage movie. Like it's, this is just like, this is popcorn with a shit ton of butter and salt on it. And like, yeah. you know, a fucking 64 ounce cherry Coke and a gigantic bucket of gummy bears. Like that's the whole point of this thing. There it's was a drunk, a, it's drunk food. Yeah. yeah there was a guy food. that was just laughing his ass off throughout the whole movie. And I couldn't tell if he was laughing his ass off at like how much fun he was having at certain stuff. Like he laughed at the, like the Eddie Tobias joke, which is like a play on the, the names of the two dudes that invented Mortal Kombat. So I'm like, oh, this guy must know as me. He's got to be in the know. Yeah. He's got to be in the know. Like he probably loves sure. Mortal Kombat and he's just having a fun time with this goofy movie. You can laugh at stuff that's funny in this movie. You can laugh at stuff that's serious and maybe not pulled off correctly to your tastes in this movie. But I like to think of myself as a connoisseur of genre. I don't think that my opinions are better than anybody else's. It's just my opinions are more interesting uh, to me right away as they're forming because my brain is forming them. But this, going back to my original point, is this is the type of divisive movie where I am so interested in the differing opinions that other people would have than mine. Whereas with something like Last Jedi and Last of Us Part Two, other divisive notes of recent day, I'm just kind of like, no, that's like fucking great. Like, I'm not calling this a masterpiece. And if you don't like it, what the hell's going on? This is just like, yeah, I can see why you wouldn't like this. But for me, I'm vibing. Yeah, I don't know, man. It gets me excited for a sequel. Like, you know, I, I'm just glad. I mean, it, it's kind of where I'm starting to fall. Um, and not to like beat a dead horse with like my own verbiage that I use for this. But like, you know, I'm just glad that I liked it. You know, like that's the thing. Like when there's so many like divisive content out there, because like, I guess everyone just has a fucking like 300 fucking art degrees and analyzing media all of a sudden. You well, know, unfortunately, most of them don't. Yeah. That's... Yeah. And they're writing, and, you know, they're like, you know, writing their fucking masterpiece thesis on the Mortal Kombat movie. It's like, listen, man, like all I know is I sat there, I put it in my stupid eyes and my dumb mouth said, I enjoy this. That's it, man. I I don't know. I don't know what to say. I think it, I think that that movie is a vibe that I really vibe with. Uh, it gets me excited for a sequel. I can see, you know, if someone went to see that movie and the criticism was like, "Well, they're not doing Mortal Kombat. They're not doing the tournament." But it's just <laughs> like, yeah. But the second one's gonna be the tournament, bro, and that's gonna be great. If it's anything like this, but with like more rules and structure, that's like tournament focused. That's a bang. That's gonna be a banger and they really yeah. blow the doors off and get crazy that'd be a banger of a movie i i like that the i like i really like the world building this movie i really like how they explain you know that there's this tournament and that characters 
that some characters are cheating and then some characters follow the rules. And, you know, I do think that there could be um, a little bit more care to the movie following its own rules that it sets up. You know, having like Deus Ex Raiden exist is like a little funny, but he's a god. So like it kind of also makes sense, right? So it's like it's fine. So, you know, I I I liked I like the movie. Uh I also think it looks really good. I think it looks good. Are cool. I, I think the best part about the movie is that um I agree. The, the fact that it's called Mortal Kombat and just Mortal Kombat and there's no Mortal Kombat, that's that's a notable it's issue, I guess. I mean, weird. like I don't care, but like I get why somebody would latch on to that, but I think that they also if that's an issue that you have with this movie, of which there are many other issues that you could press, um, I think you need to look inward and try and figure out where your opinion of this movie is coming from. Because that's stupid. That's a, It's called Mortal Kombat, and they don't even enter in Mortal Kombat. And I was like, yeah, but they fight. There's no Mortal Kombat in Mortal Kombat 10, and that's like one of the most beloved ones. But again, it's not the first one. It's not called Mortal Kombat. I feel like if this yeah. was called Mortal Kombat, you know, Champions of Earthrealm or something like that, sure. you know, like then you would kind of be like, oh, it's a prequel. But, you know, they didn't want to be get, too yeah. cheesy. Like they want to just Mortal get the Kombat. in the seats. Yeah. Because, because that's the thing, like, you know, Mortal Kombat, I think as a brand is a bit tarnished by its subtitles. Yes. Which can happen when something's been around for fucking eons, right? Like... It makes sense where, you know, you just call it Mortal Kombat, you keep it nice and clean, that gets more butts in the seats because it also makes it seem accessible. And I think that's the thing about this movie that really nails it. It's very accessible for audiences. It's super accessible. And that's my defining thing of what we're talking about with video game adaptation, uh, film adaptations is accessibility. And Mortal Kombat, the entire series, uh, as far as legacy... The, orig- the OG original recipe Mortal Kombat and this one, as well as Legends, is this kind of accessibility of not knowing what's going on. Up until a month ago, my understanding of Mortal Kombat was Pizza Village arcade games and the first two movies. Yeah. And like a short fan film that I watched like 10 years ago when it first came out. Like I really didn't know about Sub-Zero and Scorpio and all these things. <laughs> and sorry. And... um I, like Scorpio I didn't know. And, I know, and it's like all of these things were an introduction to it. I like that they change things in the movie. I like that there's none of this Quan Chi revisionist revenge bullshit. Too, um, I, too I, much. I like so I like dumb. it in the games where you're given you know 15 hours of gameplay to kind of go through it. In an hour and 47 minute movie, it's not going to work. Movies need to be that short. More things will come up if you if you. If you say that you like what they're doing and you tell people that you like what they're doing, they will make more and you'll get more of the thing that you were looking for. If you just trash the movie, in two years you're going to be upset like, oh, we never got a movie that properly did Sub-Zero and Scorpion. I was like, that's because you fucking strangled it in its crib, you dickhead. Because you were like, they don't actually fight in Mortal Kombat. It's like, shut up. The Power Rangers movie. The Power Rangers movie, man. exactly. Where it's like, that movie came out and it was just like, Hey man, this shit's not perfect, but like it's pretty cool and I vibe with it. But people just punch that baby in the face. Yeah, same. And now, now it's we'll the same with up. Tomb Raider, where it's like, yo, this yeah. is going somewhere. This could be something yeah. really cool. I'm much more interested in a sequel to Tomb Raider than I am in rewatching Tomb Raider, even though I think it's a pretty good movie. And arguably, I think it's the best video game film adaptation because I think it's a movie. We will see as we go along. Um, yeah, but it's like the the, the new Mortal Kombat too, on top of like. You know, the Cole character kind of being introduced as this protagonist. Like, this is another thing that I, I 
saw is like kind of like people aren't into that. And I'm like, well, I get it. It'd be nice if they use all of the many other characters. But that was kind of a flaw of we saw in Mortal Kombat 1, Liu Kang worked as a protagonist. But then when Annihilation, the sequel came out, they were like, so now what do we do? So they're just trying to avoid that by having a, you know, the pro, the, like the, the audience surrogate character that can learn things from everybody so that you're not making Liu Kang or Jax look like a fucking idiot. Where they're just like, what is this? What What do you mean? What is that? Like, you get this character that you can explain things to. It's fucking screenwriting. I'm very sorry if that's insulting to anybody who fancies themselves a movie critic and thinks that that's a bad choice. It's fucking screenwriting. Is it? Is it lazier than other choices? Sure. Everything is lazier than other choices when making comparisons to, you know, worth. But you like, but I'll tell you, it's the most accessible choice. It's the one that has yes. the most opportunity to succeed. And I think that it does. I think the character is fine. I think his powers are kind of cool. They're kind of cool. I think the actor I does wish, a fine job. I wish I think just, yeah. you had more time. Yeah, what, what do you wish? Time. Uh, I wish you got a cool helmet. Yeah, me too. You know I me. Mean? I, fancy, I fancy myself a helmet boy. Yeah. Uh, so I love a good mask or helmet, but... You know he has that he has that cool suit of armor, and I saw someone tweet the other day. It's just like, was anyone expecting him to like do a vibranium blast like the Black Panther suit? And I was like, the entire time, the entire time. Yes, he did do the uppercut, which I think is the same idea. Yes, um, but I really like that his his power ties so much into like you know he's a guy that can take a beating. He's yes. a guy who needs to kind of like yes. learn from his mistake and grow his skin like. It's all, I don't know, man. It it's good video game like, shit too, cool. man. The video game shit yeah. is on lock in here. Having like, like down left, low punch, like yeah. graffitied on the wall on the background. Cool. Having like the Eddie Tobias thing. Cool. The leg sweep. Are you just going to keep <laughs> doing that? Like that's so cool. Yeah. Do an uppercut. That's, I like this kind of stuff. I love how they work and test your might. Fatality. Finish him. I think the way that they yeah. do it is they know that there's no way to do it. That's not at least a little goofy. So they embrace the goofiness and that's when the movie is doing its best is when it's being goofy and not taking itself too seriously. I think that at certain points towards the end of the second act and certain points throughout the third act, it takes itself a little too seriously, which is it it could work, but I don't think really connects with me. And this brings me to what I think is the best part of the movie. And it's a real fuck boy choice. Ooh. The reason that the first like 50 minutes of this movie really fucking kick ass and maintain a steady sweep is at at the end of that 50, 55 minutes, something happens that changes that. And that is fucking Kano. (sighs) Kano in this fucking movie, man, I don't want to sound like a plebe or a simp (laughs) or anything like that. Stan. Uh, this is uh, he's played by Josh Lawson, who I know from something else. Oh, he isn't something you've seen, I think. Yeah, um, uh, and he looked, but he shit. looks complete. I know he played James Murdoch in Bombshell, but he looks completely yeah. different than like how he looks in that movie. Um, he, Kano is it, it's just it's a character that's written on the page and a performance that was obviously on set. Get always get something out of Kano that we could drop as a comic relief or something like that. It's a yeah. it's a, it's a lightning in a bottle. It works. It's over the top. It's goofy. It lends everything together. It's a reinterpretation and fresh new take on the character's origins, which I think are 
amazing and really work and set up a lot of other stuff. It's so fucking cool. He's fucking great. He's so fucking funny. Me and you were laughing our asses off at Dude, a lot of the stuff that he was saying. I was, I was just like, this is genuinely funny, right? Like, I'm not being insane, right? This is like actually, you know, the, the world of discourse right now has me second guessing every opinion I have. I'm like, I think this is a pretty funny yeah, guy. It's like, a good way know? to lighten the mood on something that like, I think Mortal Kombat's secret weapon is that it's kind of taking itself seriously, which is what the legacy shows do. They take themselves extremely seriously but there's an artistry to the tone that they do in that that really nails it. Um, and also having just like episodes that can just be ingested for 10 minutes, even if it's expanded into a movie, there's still like cuts. Like it doesn't just go into the next scene. There's credits every 10 minutes. So like you are invited to reset and then go in fresh. In this, you have to maintain tone. And in, in trying to maintain that that sincerity that you need to have when you're trying to respect the original content... You need to have something that kind of lightens it up and goofs, goofballs it up. There are no comedic characters in Mortal Kombat lore. Johnny Cage is probably the closest and they're saving him. You know, and that makes sense. So make Kano this thing. And now you can have Johnny Cage be kind of the arrogant dude. So you can see why Sonya wouldn't be into him at first. Because it kind of probably reminds me of Kano. And Kano is like the big bad dude. And Kano's definitely coming back too. He's got the yeah. amulet of Shinnok. I saw him grab it. We didn't see him put it back. He's coming it's back. Fine. It's fine. You don't you would your, you do not drop Kano after who's your he's so good. what's up? Who's your dream casting for um Johnny Cage? Uh I'm more interested in like the idea of Johnny Cage after he's kind of like washed up. Um, so I'd like to get somebody a little bit older. Okay. Um, honestly, I feel like Keanu Reeves would be an amazing fucking Ooh, choice to kind of meta contextualize it, you know? Yeah. Um, but you've also got, you've got loads of action stars that are kind of like, you know, going down. I think like, it depends on the interpretation that they want to take. You could do a Chris Hemsworth, you know, you could do, yeah. um, even like, uh, uh, Jai Courtney, where are my Jai Courtney fans at? Like, you know, they, they tried to make him an action star. Uh, I think Joel Kinnaman would be fantastic as like, you're just straight up Johnny Cage. Mm-hmm. For me, I saw I saw Ryan Reynolds going around. Mm-hmm. I was like, that'd be fun. It might be a little too... Too much, yeah. Because he's going he's, he's gonna to be playing himself the whole time. And like, I don't see Ryan Reynolds as that egotistical of like a dude, you know? I think, and I don't think it would ever happen because he, he's too big. But uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise would be fun, yeah. You know, Henry that would Cavill. Be my ideal. That'd be fun. I like that having him play American. It's too bad to that Superman. Yeah, it's too bad Philip Seymour Hoffman passed away because I think he'd be a great fit for. It could be like a Chris be, Pratt playing Star Lord story. Like he loses some weight, he gets ripped. He's Johnny Cage. Yeah, I fuck with that too. Yeah, there's a lot of good options. I mean, I'm excited that's the way they set it up. I, you know, I was thinking about the ending fight of the movie and it's a i think that fight is really good it's from like a fight like from a fight choreography scene like i I like all the ice shattering all those effects i think that's really good i just think it's so the messiest how they get scorpion in the same room with sub-zero that is extremely messy it's so weird man i'm also very confused um but actually i in 
in attempting to express my confusion, I think that I might have actually landed how that happened. So it's like when they're fighting in all those spaces, they're fighting in the outworld, the the nether realm version, because it, it, uh. they're fighting in his gym. It's his gym. That's why he goes there because he's like fight, like learn to like control the cage, like that kind of thing. So he's fighting in there, and then in the next scene. He's back in the gym and everything's fine. So I'm like, wait, what the fuck? So I think he's in like guess, he's in like another another outworld version of the gym. But do you remember when he grabs like the the towel from yeah. like his locker in yeah. the ice scene? Yes, it's the it's his nether towel. Well, I mean, I think that that's something <laughs> from like the game, like especially Annihilation starts dealing with it too, where like their worlds start combining. Um, oh, like the bleeding. Maybe that's I just what's it going like on. Sub Zero had he had some time on his hands, so he's like, "Let me ice up." You know, let's make the terrain. But then it just like side, it's all good know? to go, and the boss doesn't bring it well, up. Did they spend it, the whole it, night it, like it cleaning it up? <laughs> I would, I would watch that movie. like Breakfast Club style. <laughs> like they're just like, "Oh, oh we gotta God, clean right. the house up before the parents get home." Boom, down, 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 down. For that guy, no. What would be the song that would play during that? What would be the song that would play during them all trying to? Get rid of melt all the ice. It's the te- it's ja- you, they test your might. You do the test your might song. No, it would be and, but it's um, them just cleaning. It would be test like Good mind. Charlotte or something. It'd be like, oh, what I'm saying is, this is the anthem. Throw all your hands <laughs> up, yeah. It'd be what's bad. that say? What's that say? Anything song that's in like Scrubs? Oh my god. Oh, I don't that's know. Funny. It's good. Or and I miss you. And I need and you. I need dun, 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 dun. They're like knocking down icicles and have it just like, oh my god, this is such crazy. You know, thing. like oh, one like drops and like falls on like Liu Kang, but he melts it before he hits him, and he just looks at Jax like, what? Oh, what the hell? And Jax is like, oh, what can I say? Yeah, man, I vibe with the movie. I uh, I liked it. I'm also happy that I know a lot more about MK. This was a it was a lot of fun. To do, I had more fun doing this than uh, Tomb Raider, even though I liked where we ended up with Tomb Raider because it made me appreciate the newer movie a lot more. But I will say, I think this is so far out of what we've been doing on this journey, my favorite video game adaptation. Amen. Amen. That's where I'm at so far. Well, we got a really fun one coming up. Um, yeah, we'll see. So <laughs> next week, next uh, month, we are going to be jumping into Final Fantasy. We're going to be talking about RPG games. We're going to be talking about all the Final Fantasy games and different things that we have, or at least the ones that I have played. Um, Yeah. And specifically, we are going to be honing in on um, the kind of cheat Final Fantasy movie, which is called Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. And don't worry, nerds. We're also going to talk about Advent Children. All right. We're going to talk about that. Advent Children's, you know, for the record, we don't have to because it's a sequel, not an adaptation. That's fine. That's fine. You know, I have not seen Advent Children, even though I've owned the DVD since the day it was released. (laughs) I've just never watched it because for a treat, my dude. Unfortunately, I have this hot take of where um, I think Final Fantasy VIII is the best Final Fantasy game. Uh, that's my that's my really shitty opinion, um, mainly because played, I got uh, eight before I got seven, and you know you haven't played um, seven remake, right? I have not. I want to though. All right. Well, uh, maybe don't buy it yet because maybe uh, <clears throat> that'd be a good birthday present for the oh, boy. All right. And then yeah. 
Because that's that's the newest that's the newest Final Fantasy game. Yeah, and it's also, in my opinion, my favorite. Cool. So. Yeah, you you could you know you don't have to spend the money on it. You could just uh, lend me your copy because you already bought it. Bird, you know I can't do that because. Uh huh. What I bought it digitally. Oh, was it cheaper? I don't. No, but it takes up less space in my house. Oh, and now you have to buy it again to share it with somebody. Well, I'm not, I'm buying mm-hmm. it for you as a gift. Oh, oh, okay. Well, then I'll shut up. All right. Great. <laughs> when the cloud dies and all you boys don't have any more video games, you're gonna come crawling to me with my I beautiful shelf Burge, of games. Birch Castle. Yeah. <laughs> Birch, Birch, come on! I need I need please, that copy of God of please, War. Please, please. Just a little taste. And then I will. I'll whisper. No. No, you digital boys. <laughs> All right, so that's enough for Mortal Kombat talk. Um, we'll see you guys next month for Final Fantasy. Uh, again, mainly talking about the spirits within. We'll be hitting Advent Children as well. And we'll be talking about primarily what I would imagine would be Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, 10, and um, uh, the Final Fantasy 7 remake. Uh, maybe a little bit of Final Fantasy 3 in there. I know that's a little bit of a deep cut. Um, for some people who didn't grow up with the SNES. Um, but that is kind of the one that really launched what Final Fantasy is. And then Final Fantasy yeah. VII kind of perfected what it can be. Uh, and I feel like Final Fantasy X is just like the culmination of what they were doing in seven, eight, and nine to like try and make this like epic scope story. It might not be the best one and it probably isn't. I love nine I like as ten. well, but yeah. well, Ten's uh, Titus, right? Yep. Yeah, people love that. I put on the Mortal Kombat uh, sco- uh I put on the Final Fantasy 10 score at opening night of Mortal Kombat and we have some people sitting in the lounge uh extending from our restaurant Wonder Bar um and I put on the um the Final Fantasy 10 score and one guy like was like looking down at something and slowly looked up and stared into the distance and then slowly turned and looked over at me behind the concessions and he's like is this Final Fantasy 10? And I was like, "Yeah, man." And he was like ps2 forever man and then like went back to what he was doing and i was like cool cool respect everyone has their favorite you know yeah all right cool so we'll catch you guys next time robbie thank you so much for joining me as thank always. you for having me and we'll uh we'll catch you next time uh don't be a dick like movies peace